spend a few minutes here on my part, which I feel like it's very important. It might go up a little bit, down a little bit as far as humor uh, and then seriousness, but I just felt what I wrote here uh, might be a benefit to somebody. Speaking of my, my wife, I can talk about her uh you know, with more knowledge than anybody else. To be honest with you, here, here's what I think she's a perfect wife. She's a model when it comes to that. Uh, what she, she compliments me so much. Uh, it gets right down to this. She covers for me. She doesn't uh, let everybody know how weak I am. Uh, she doesn't let everybody know all those mistakes that she sees and flaws and shortcomings, which I think it's perfect. Some of y'all think I'm a great guy, but you just don't know me. But she knows me, and she still loves me. And she stays with me and keeps me. And I've said it before. I don't know what it's like to look in the underwear drawer and not have clean underwear and T-shirts and socks. I don't know what that's like. I don't have to look for stuff. And so this is just little stuff, but she's a sweet lady, and I preached about it here several years ago on Mother's Day, and I, I don't think I did a very good job with it, but I simply said the title of it was There's an Angel in My House. And uh, I, that's what I really felt and still feel. Hey, Amen. look around at somebody and smile at them. Hey, Amen. great to see you. Happy Mother's Day. I will say this. There's, I'm pretty sure there are those who didn't have their pictures up here, their photos. Uh, Sister Debbie Morrison did this for us. And if you send them in, she'll get them up there. So you, if you didn't get your photos in, that's why we didn't see you. Amen. Wasn't they beautiful? Amen. Beautiful. I could have I could have wept. I did a little bit. I don't want this to come across as too preachy today because on Mother's Day, you need to make sure that you do things right, you don't offend anybody, you don't go too long. So I, so I don't want it to come. I'm going to use a scripture here. Amen. Luke 15, verses 8 and 9. Uh, you could take this home with you. Verses 8, verse number 8. In Luke 15, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Verse nine, and when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I lost. I wanna preach just a little bit or talk to you a little bit about when a mother glows when a mother, you might want to use the word shine, but I just felt like using a different word. When a mother glows. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Mom always said, look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't look at me like that. You'll put your eye out with that thing. I'm going to count to three. If you, everybody ever had this, if you cross your eyes, they'll freeze. That means stop doing that. I don't know if that's ever happened or not, but I heard that when I was a kid. I don't care who started it. (laughs) I'm going to finish it. If I catch you doing that one more time, anybody ever hear that? Who do you think you are? 
Don't answer, don't ever answer that question. Abraham Lincoln, he said this, he said, all I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. George Washington said, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the, to the moral, intellectual, physical education I received from her. It's a mother, whether she works within the home exclusively or not, who deserves the spotlight today, and that's what we're trying our best to do. A woman said it best. I, I can't pronounce her name. It's Lynn Yutang. Some of y'all might know her. Amen. She said, of all the rights of women, the greatest is to be a mother. In Luke chapter 15, the lost and found department of scripture, Jesus responds to the criticism of the religious police. By the way, that's what I call the scribes and the Pharisees. They were the religious people. You know, we preach it all the time. You don't have a problem of a, out of a person who's a sinner and they know they're a sinner or they're lost and they know they're lost. You don't have a problem. You, Jesus had problems out of religious people and that's all the people we have to answer to all the time. Amen. So, so these Pharisees and scribes were asking him questions. So he gave, he gave parables, or he told it in stories. In five verses, he speaks of a shepherd who lost a sheep. In twenty-two verses, he speaks of the prodigal son and the gracious father who accepted him back home. Now, between these two parables is a little two-verse story called the parable of the lost coin. The woman realizes that one of her 10 coins is missing. Some say these were possibly her dowry coins given to her by her father at the time of her marriage. I'm not really sure if that's the case or not, but that's the way some people feel about it. Maybe it was. They were very, very valuable to her, very important. In her mind, amen, the other nine coins had suddenly become of less value. Funny how that works. It was keeping them all together that mattered most to this mom. In this story, the woman lights a candle and starts looking. That is a true picture of motherhood. One can almost see the glow of the burning candlelight reflecting on that caring face of a mother. This little parable reveals when a mother glows. Number one, a mother glows when she looks for the lost. There are some songs that only a mother can sing. And this is a little bit of a serious note and I read it to make sure and studied it again. Deborah sang a song concerning the mother of a slain Canaanite general named Sisera. Y'all remember that story in Judges chapter five. Verse 28, she sang of a mother who looked out the window and wondered when her son would come home from battle, but he would not return. Abraham Lincoln said, I remember my mother's prayers. They've always followed me. They have clung to me all of my life. A second grade teacher taught a lesson about a magnet. The next day she questioned her students. My name has six letters. The first is M. I pick up things. What am I? about half of the class responded, mother. A mother wrote a poem 
Some may climb Mount Everest in search of thrills galore, but I scale peaks that rival it just past the laundry door. Slopes of socks and underwear, sheer cliffs of shirts and pants. Oh yes, I live in fear of a laundry avalanche. (laughs) Mothers are magnets. They attract all sorts of things. Yet when they focus on that which is lost, from a sock to a lost child, that is when they really shine. We need moms that know how to light a candle. We need moms who know how to illuminate the darkness. This woman of the parable searched and searched. Floors in those days were dirt. She searched amidst the dust, seeking what was precious. Did that sound like a mom? to you that's praying for a lost son or a lost daughter to just wake up. This is the best life. This is the way to go. I told somebody earlier, our, our organization, our movement sets standards and some of them are just out of reach of folks. You're like, oh, we don't have to do that. There's a There's a movement now to tell people what they don't have to do. Oh, you don't have to do that. They have no scripture on that at all. But I, I was just telling Brother Jerry, I believe, uh, earlier, uh, you know, if you've ever slipped out into the world, which I did, raised in a preacher's home, amen, eased out as a, as a teenager, got into the, to the world, and I got to seeing what it does to people, how it treats you, amen. You know, it, it can mess you up big time. Chad talked about, you know, putting on that helmet of salvation, protecting our brain. Our thinking can get messed up in this world by what we see and what we hear or what we take in. And, and we think that we're right. And Jesus said in the last days, there will be a spirit of deception. What that means is if you deceived, you don't know you deceived. Because if you knew you was deceived, you wouldn't be deceived. What are you going to do about deception? You have to call out to God. Amen. But I mentioned being in that out in the world and seeing what the world really does. When I finally got in the church and back in the church, what they told me to do, I had no problem with it. You know why? Because I knew that it was a protection. It was a guardrail from the things of this, the ugly things, the bad things. Amen. The things that would get you in trouble. And so when they said, oh, this is what we do, I said, oh, okay. That's no problem with that. Because I already knew how the world will treat you. So if you're running on the edge, making excuses for yourself, and listen, you need to listen to mama (laughs) praying. Oh, she's got a revelation from God. Amen. This is the right way. Just walk in that way. Amen. It'll save you a lot of hard knocks. It'll save you a lot of baggage when you finally do decide to get right and come to an altar and get things squared away with God. Amen. Somebody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. She must have felt like giving up, searching in the dust and the dirt. Sure she did. Amen. Felt like quitting, but she refused. Amen. That's when a mother glows. Number two, a mother glows when she hopes for the best. What fuels her search? What keeps her going? Old-fashioned hope. You get that with prayer, by the way. Hallelujah. Hope keeps her seeking. Hope pushes her on. Hope blinds her to her children's faults. 
Hope paints her family in the best of light. Hope keeps her glowing. There are many bright lights in this world, but maternal hope outshines them all. I said maternal hope. It's built in. It just happens. Amen. And God honors it and God blesses it. I read of something that stirred me and touched me the other day. A 95-year-old man who passed away. He was only 13. He was 95. He was only 13 years old when his mother died. So for 82 years, he lived without his mother. Yet just before he died, he told his pastor, when you lose your mother, you lose your best friend. Her son isn't a garbage man, but a sanitary engineer. Her daughter isn't rude, but she's just forthright. She filters everything through the glowing lens of hope. In the face of what everyone calls reality, come on, wake up. A mother still hopes. That's what makes her a real mother. You don't quit. You don't give up. You don't surrender. Amen. A real mother knows that her kitchen utensils can be found in the yard. Not a make-believe story mother. No, no, no. A real mother. A real mother knows that Play-Doh can come out of a carpet. Don't throw that away. I can get that. I take care of that. And the and it could go on and on, but I'm not. Number three, a mother glows when she loves that which is least. A math teacher quizzed her young boy, a young boy named James. James, suppose your mother made a cherry pie. There were 10 at the table, your mother, your father, and eight children, big family. How much of the pie would you get? A ninth, he answered. No, James, now pay close attention. There are 10 of you in the home. Don't you know your fractions? Yes, James replied. I know my fractions, but I know my mother even better. She would say that she didn't want any pie. That's when a mother glows. Honor D. Balzac, born in 1799, a little while back. He died in 1850. The heart of a mother is a deep abyss at the bottom of which you will always find forgiveness. Now I'm going to close. Before the announcement is ever made, we all see the glow on the face of the mother-to-be. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Nobody has to say a word. Now, women normally can spot it and see it quicker than we can. But if you look, and pay it. Men, men are, are really good at looking but not seeing. We, we, it's just how we're made. That's how God made us. The, the lady folks, the women, they point the detail. They're more detailed. That's why they're stirred easier. That's why they weep easier. 
They're more sensitive. And so that's why. But we can, guys, we can see it. If you look, amen, someone's expecting and all of a sudden you see the glow. Or after the fact, normally we say, well, you know, I thought something was different. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I'm talking about when a mother, even it doesn't have to be a mother. It can be a mother to be. Oh, I almost feel anointed here. I saw it on my wife. I saw it on Laura. I saw it on Melissa. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Amen. After all, God said, you know, to Adam and Eve, you're supposed to multiply and replenish the earth. Hallelujah. I could spiritualize that. I'm not going to do it. Amen. But I do feel like, I will say this, I do feel like the church is pregnant with revival. And the Bible said, when Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be brought forth. He spiritualized it. We might as well. Amen. So I feel like there are new people that are looking at this church and, and they are thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. You know, it will. It'll change some things. It'll change the way you think. That's why Paul said, behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. You start seeing things, looking at the world different. Amen. And so he said, those things I used to love, now I hate. Those things I used to, you, you, you worry about giving up something and, and not getting to do what, no, no, no. God will change that. That thing that you think that's just so important to you, it may be your golden calf that you're dancing around. God can cause you to look at that, whatever that might be, and say, you know what? I don't want to do that. I hate that. I don't like that because it's an inside change. And not only that, you'll be saved to boot. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. So glad you came today. I just want to simply close with this. Amen. Don't forget the muffins in the back. Amen. Ladies, keep the glow. Amen. And have a wonderful day on Mother's Day. Why don't we do this? This is different. I mean, we, we change up our mother. Why don't we just give a great round of applause to every mom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every mom in this house. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Amen. And you ladies that got a, uh, you ladies that got flower, Sister Melissa called up here, amen. You know, we said, you know, we're gonna, somebody said, well, why are you, since you're not giving out, give, why you? and I said, just because. Sister Kelly, I'm glad you got on that list. Just because. I saw that tear. Amen. You know why? You said just because. Just because why? Because we noticed. And if we noticed, how much more so did God notice? That time you spent helping, blessing, giving, serving. Yeah, 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 I tell you right now. God, it didn't go unnoticed with God. And so just a little token of our appreciation. Thank you, Sister Melissa, for doing that. Great job. Amen. Thank you, Sister. Amen. Uh, uh, Sister Morrison for doing the, uh, the the slide presentation along with all the other stuff. I want to say this too. Since our, our service is short today, just take a little bit of extra time. I just stopped by. I didn't dare go in and stay because I wasn't allowed a ladies only tea party back in the back close to 50 
people, ladies showed up. I hear that Sister Shauna just did an excellent job speaking to y'all. And uh, I, we may just have her back sometime. We may just have her out here and have her speak to us. Amen. But it was work went into that. And I noticed that uh, ladies stayed behind. You know, there's a, there's a um, kind of a thing, you know, I, it, it, any of us would do it. It just takes a lot of stuff to put something like that together. There was work that went into that. But it's kind of easy to get done and just, you know, you got other plans. And that's okay. As long as you've got people like you had that just stayed and picked up and cleaned up and straightened up. Just want to say thank you for pulling that off. And uh, some of you brought guests and, and I met people that I'd never met before. It was just almost like, it was like an outreach. Plus the spirit of the Lord moved in there and people were praying and worshiping. Just I, I would just say it was a success. And so thank you ladies for doing that. Amen, amen. And don't forget Wednesday night. Amen. Our our Metro missionary will be here. Just talking to him on the phone. Sounds like the guy will probably preach up a storm. We may just act like it's Sunday on Wednesday night. So y'all come ready. Amen. Let's have some good church around here. Good fellowship. God bless you. Let's end with prayer. We're going to pray a blessing. Amen. On every lady, every mom, in the name of Jesus, thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for your sweet presence. God, you said where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. So we thank you today for our moms. Amen. We pray that they were touched, moved, encouraged, stirred, blessed. Amen. In every way, God, and we'll give you honor and praise. Amen. For hearing and answering our prayer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Amen. Okay, um, I was just informed that there was a clarification to the muffins with mom. Sorry, guys. This is muffins with mom. Mothers are welcome back there. Children, take your mothers back there. There are muffins. There's orange juice. There's some other drinks. I don't know what it was. Um, but if you cannot stay, there is a little goodie bag for you to put your muffins in and take. But it is not for the whole church to just go back there and eat muffins, okay? Dads, your day is next month, okay? It's muffins with mom. So ladies, mothers, children, go eat muffins. So, sorry.